0: You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engsted, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined by an actual media member at MavsMoneyBall. <laughs> what you got for me, Bryce Patrick?
1: Oh, I've got... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I got for you.
0: <laughs> Man, we are coming to you guys right after the, uh, the Mavericks 102-117 loss to the Utah Jazz um, it wasn't really even that close. Dallas had a uh, a nice in a nice second half. I guess they they won the second if I was if I was for mavs.com right now, I would say the Mavericks won the second half. That's that's what matters. Well, they got down to well, a big lead but they won the second half.
1: Mathematically they actually did win the second half. They outscored Utah in the third quarter 38 to 31 and 19 to 18 in the fourth quarter. So
0: they won the second half. However, they literally they, did. <laughs> however, they scored 18 points in the first quarter, got outscored by uh, 12 points, and uh, and that's kind of. I mean, they just never really completely came back from there. So we're gonna break that game down. We got a whole bunch of questions coming in on Twitter, so we're just gonna do a little bit of a mailbag tonight with that as well. And uh, and yeah, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to cheer everybody up. We're gonna try to get everybody to cheer up because right now it is rough. Uh, I mean. The game against the Wizards was was nice, but now the, the Mavericks are playing a real team <laughs> that does not have <laughs> chemistry issues. Uh, this is <laughs> different, and so now the Mavs are three and eight.
1: Um, I mean, and there's there's the Wizards s- just have straight up basketball issues, like being able to play it and knowing how to put a ball in a hoop and stop others from doing so. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they just they don't know how to do that.
0: So, uh, yeah, we'll 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 get to that. So, um. The first half, I just, I mean, these starts. Okay, so Isaac and I have talked about this ad nauseum, but what do you you see, what would you do for the Mavericks? What kind of things would you change to get them to try and start better than they are right now? Because their starts have been just completely awful.
1: Yeah, well, I would start by starting against the Wizards. Uh, That was the one start where they had that was really good. (laughs) Um, But I don't know if that's going to, you can only do that twice a year, but... Rick had talked about like looking at everything when someone asked him about like changing the starting lineup, but I really want to see a change in the starting lineup. Like I, I actually don't mind what Wes has done the last few games. He's, he's been good um, and he's been what he needs to be. But DeAndre. Tonight he was not De- that good. <laughs> no, no, but he wasn't. He wasn't what he was doing in the first couple of games when he was just chunking up way too many shots. Yeah, it
0: wasn't ridiculous. There were some plays, and obviously we'll get. There's a couple of questions <laughs> about some of those plays that we'll get to. But uh, but yeah, he was not awful. Awful. He's four of ten from the field, thirteen points, six boards, four assists, a steal. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's okay. But he was okay. Like what minus what two?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's really not good. But um, what I do to, to get off to a faster start, I change the starting lineup, put a fire in some of these guys. Like DeAndre has been uh, in the post, in the pregame conference, uh, Carlisle talked about how DeAndre wants to up his block numbers. But there's been so many times where he's just let people get uncontested jumpers right in his face and uncontested paint shots, and you can't get you can't up your block numbers if you're not contesting shots. It just doesn't work like that. You can't just stare at someone and block their shot. That's not how it works, DeAndre. So I'd put Maxi Kleva in the starting lineup for DeAndre just for, like, one game. Um, And I don't know. Dorian in for Harrison, who's just – I know he's he's rusty. He's missed a whole month. But the shooting numbers aren't great, and we were talking in Moneyball Slack, and he was 4 of 13 tonight with five turnovers and uh, zero assists. which wasn't great, and he he is he is struggling to to get back into shape, but still if he's struggling to get back into shape, let him play with the second unit, decrease his minutes a little bit, and you know let him actually ease into it as opposed to just using that as an excuse
0: yeah, I don't man, we talked about the the DeAndre moving DeAndre to the bench for at least like one game kind of thing, and it's just never gonna happen. it's just so hypothetical that. it'll just never happen. That's just not what Carlisle does. Um, And then with Dennis too, there's just so many. Well, it's because he's not in Isaac said this um, uh, probably two weeks ago or a week ago. There's just so many storylines and narratives behind all these players in the starting lineup. Like Lucas obviously deserves to start. He's, you know, he's their, (laughs) he's their best player. Um, Then you have, you know, DeAndre Jordan, who's the center they signed to this big contract over the summer, and finally, you know, they got this big fish kind of deal and they get him. And then Dennis is your other, you know, young cornerstone and you have to develop him. And if you put him to the bench, then all of a sudden does he become like this, you know, opposite Markel Fultz situation. You know what I mean? Does it just become (laughs) some kind of weird thing where you're just not putting confidence in him anymore? And then Harrison Barnes is like your leader and your highest paid player on the team. And then Wes Matthews is, you know, (laughs) <laughs> has the least amount of narrative of all of those players, but with Carlisle, he's he's been there for the you know those last three years. This is his fourth year with the Mavericks, which is kind of amazing. And uh, he's been there. He's been the fire. He's been the you know the guy that, that cares the most, quote unquote. And uh, and yeah. And then you don't you didn't really have anybody to replace him with. But now you have Dorian Finney Smith, and so now there's kind of now there's kind of somebody that you can potentially do that with
1: I and guess. Ryan Wilcroft
0: <laughs> uh, again I'm getting a lot of questions right now from uh from Michael Naylor and from this guy Jason why does Br- Ryan Brokoff get no
1: minutes <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I kind of I want to ask that but I haven't figured out a way to ask that without Rick yelling at me so until I figure that out I'm gonna I, hold off yeah that that's gonna take a while <laughs> I, I really like Brokoff, mainly just cuz I love Australians in general even though I did confuse him and um the other guy who they they signed um for just for summer league the other Australian oh, I can't Mitch remember Creek, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the I forgot that. Yeah. He talked in practice and and someone said something about like, Oh, they signed this Australian again. I was like, Oh yeah, I have comments from that guy and it turns out it was it was a different Australian. So not not all Australians look alike.
0: Nope. Oh man. So uh, I don't know why B Brokoff doesn't get any minutes. I feel like the Mavericks' biggest problem is their defense and um Ryan Brockoff does not fix that. He <laughs> you know, he doesn't do anything to uh, to help you know combat that. Whereas Dorian Vinny Smith that's kind of a better answer West Matthews. You have better you have better options as far as, you know, defensive matchups because Yeah, they could use more shooting, for sure. They could definitely use more shooting. Everybody can use more shooting in lineups, but I don't think that their Ryan Brokaw is going to fix that. Um
1: so Oof.
0: there's a lot well, of questions. Speaking of there's a lot speaking of, question. of bench shooting,
1: um, just let me cut you off real quick. I'm just looking at the the bench shooting numbers. And tonight the Mavericks went 8 of 24 from from 3. But the bench was – was, Kleber, was, Kleber was 0 of 2. Dorian was 0 of 3. JJ was 0 of 3. And Brunson was the only one who made one who was 1 of 2. Ew. That was so, a big one. But the starters well, outside of West – each hit to Well, not DeAndre, but. So Barnes and Dennis and, and Luca did well shooting from distance tonight.
0: Yeah, but then you look at the, the bench unit and they're shooting from. Uh, man, shooting from the field was bad. Shooting from three was bad. But they had that Shit. one run that actually brought them back.
1: You mean Jalen Brunson had that one run? Brunson had the run
0: where he had seven points and like...
1: Jalen was plus nine tonight in 16 minutes. He's five of seven from the field, one of two from three. And one of those misses was the one that he rebounded his own miss and and made it on that offensive rebound and the steal. And that really, like, four points in like three seconds.
0: Yeah, he kind of showed the whole idea of Jalen Brunson in that sequence. Like, oh, he's exciting, he can do... You know, pretty much everything you want from an, from a point guard offensively, he can do. But then, as soon as they, as soon as they um, got back, the you know the the deficit was only nine at one point. Jalen Brunson brings them back. The deficit is nine. The Mavericks are excited, and I think Mike Peasley from ESPN was was counting this on Twitter. He was counting like every possession they had after they cut it to nine. And he got to like six or seven possessions where they just couldn't score after that, and two of them were Brunson turnovers. Another one was like a, a JJ Berea offensive foul, and then Carlisle brings in the. Then Carlisle brings in the starters, and let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll uh, we'll talk about that moment where Carlisle brings in the starters because I think it was I think it was interesting, and I think Carlisle deserves some some blame for this one. All right, so the the Mavericks have cut it to nine points. It was then uh, the bench unit all of a sudden was kind of stuttering, like I mentioned before. Brunson had two turnovers, had an offensive foul, and then Carlisle decides to make the full, the full line change from this bench <laughs> unit, which was J.J. Brunson, Dorian, Maxi, and Dwight, and then change it all over to the starters, which the starters tonight were the same as always: Dennis, Wes, Harrison, Luca, and uh, DeAndre. What do you think about Carlisle's decision to do that? and completely changed them out instead of like staggering some minutes. And I got another question um, from Twitter from Muhammad. He says, uh, Nick and Isaac, do y'all think that Jalen Brunson deserved to be in the fourth with the starters? And I think it's a fair question. When Carlisle made that whole big change, you think he should have staggered some of those guys, especially with Brunson who was having that good fourth quarter, or did he make the change when he needed to? And the starters just didn't, they just didn't answer.
1: Uh, I can go either way. I, I just feel like – I don't know. Dennis only played 24 minutes tonight, um, and Brunson played – I feel like it was his most with 16 minutes, and he was really, really doing well. So I don't know. Maybe maybe the full line change is what they needed for the starters to all come in and have some energy and just pick it up where they left off because they were, they were kind of struggling. I mean maybe it was just like one or two possessions. And Rick was like, all right, let's just change it all now before it becomes a whole bunch in a row. But then the starters came in and just kind of fell flat. There was a bunch of offensive foul calls at the end um, on just kind of weird plays. Like like whenever they were stalling at the the end, I think there was like one really weird offensive foul call. It was like a weak push on uh, Dwight Powell, who got like an offensive rebound, and then just kind of, Barely extended his arms. It it kind of was a foul, but it just it felt so weak. But I don't know. It just it was really disappointing with how the the starter performed. And there's a lot of a lot of stuff running through Dennis. Didn't Dennis had a decent shooting game, but once again, one assist and four turnovers and minus 17. So yeah. I don't know. The I was giving a politician's answer just <laughs> dancing around the entire question.
0: The uh <laughs> man, the refs are calling so much stuff tonight. The Mavericks shot forty free throws. They made thirty six of them. And I cannot believe that a team can make thirty six of forty free throws. You're getting thirty six extra points. <laughs> and you cannot <laughs> win the game. Actually you don't even cannot you don't even cannot win the game. You don't even I mean it's a fifteen point loss. That's that's pretty amazing. And the, the Jazz were 18 of 26. So they, they shot fairly well from, from free throw line, but
1: still. They shot 69% from the free throw line.
0: That's nice, though. It is nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, another another question from Dom. Down nine with five minutes to go. Luca, Dennis, and HB are all on the floor, and you tried to get the ball to Wes Matthews in the post. That was in all caps. Am I missing something here? I don't understand it. I'm I'm with you, Dom. I'm totally with you. I think right after that I tweeted <laughs> throw one more entry pass to Donovan Mitchell with to uh throw one more entry pass to Wes Matthews with Donovan Mitchell on him. Um they should not do that. That is part of the 10%. The the video that I did of breaking down Wes Matthews and the plays that he makes is when he calls for the ball in the post on somebody with an insane wingspan with you know Donovan Mitchell is like a 6'10, 6'11 wingspan and you're posting up on him, and Domin Mitchell is fronting you. There's a reason why he's fronting you. There's a reason why he's not behind you, because if you get the ball, then Wes is actually fairly good at post-ups. However, if someone is fronting you that has a much longer wingspan, they're going to be able to get to the ball, because it's going to be really hard to throw a pass like that. And if Harrison Barnes is throwing that entry pass, I don't have much faith that it's going to stay true and make it to where it needs to be. So <laughs> I, I completely don't understand that. And I wonder. I don't either. I there was
1: what I got to give him credit. There was one good pass that he made out of the post to to Luca, and it looked like that was the design play the whole time. Which any play that's designed to give Luca the ball, I I feel good about. But like Luca, <laughs> Luca made the intri- entry pass to West in the post. I don't I don't think it was the fourth quarter. It might have been. I'm pretty sure it was second half. But Luca makes the entry pass, and West posts up Donovan Mitchell, and then uh, Luca runs around the screen. Um, out to the left, less than the post to the right, and he hits Luca, and he's set perfectly. Pass hits him right in the hands, hits it in stride, and just nails the jumper perfectly. And I was like, "All right, that went well, but I still don't like it."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there are moments like that with with uh, with West and now Harrison too. I feel like, man, Harrison had a rough game tonight. He was four of thirteen from the field. Uh, he had five rebounds though, which is, which is nice, but he also had five turnovers. You know, he scored 14 points. He was a minus 16 for the game. Um, man, I just don't understand that, that decision in the fourth quarter, uh, from pro on Twitter. Should the Mavs tank for Zion? This is a thing that I saw over and over again and trade all these, you know, selfish players. Um, <laughs> Then he has three questions. Why is Carlisle not able to involve Luka in the fourth? Why Carlisle give the ball to Matthews or Barnes instead of Luka? All right, so let's answer the – we were going down the path of the fourth quarter offense before. I wonder what kind of dirt does Wes Matthews have on some of these players on the Mavericks (laughs) because it just seems like they will pass in the ball and give him the ball in an isolation attempt or a post-up attempt in the worst moments. This has happened over and over again. I documented it in my breakdown video that I did. It just comes in the worst times, and he's calling for the ball, and they give it to him. It's, it has to be, there has to be something with coaching. There has to be something where where Carlisle looks at those possessions. He looks at what West Matthews does in the fourth quarter, the late in the fourth quarter, where he's calling for a ball and he's trying to make a play, and he just he just does not. He does not make plays late in the fourth quarter. And go, do not, do not try that play. Do not do that because how. I cannot imagine a world where Carlisle is calling for that to happen. Wes is just doing that on his own. Like he's freelancing,
1: (laughs) right? Like, yeah, he's got to like, Rick Carlisle is a brilliant coach and, and, and me, an idiot. If I know that that's a bad play, then Rick Carlisle.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Me with access to NBA.com stats and basketball.
1: (laughs) I have watched like 30 basketball games to completion and understood all of it in 30 of those games but Rick Carlisle has watched a lot more basketball than me and is just probably overall a lot smarter than me so he definitely knows that that's not a good move and there are, I feel like in general the Mavs are are running a lot of their their fourth quarter offense clutch time offense through through look at tonight to not feel like it though it really did not feel like it it was mostly through Dennis and some dumb West Matthews stuff
0: yeah and and they just all have, and in I'm gonna keep bringing up these videos because I think they all have parts of this in it, and these <laughs> these things just keep coming up over and over again. The Mavericks, all these, these four players are trying to all do their own thing. They're trying to all succeed in their own way. You know, it's not a co- it's not a cohesive offense. They're just, they're not they're not playing together on offense, <laughs> especially when it gets late and when. Push comes to shove, they're gonna revert back to the things that they know. And Luca does his pick and roll floaters, which are awesome, and we love them. Oh, that also doesn't get anybody else involved. So that
1: I, they're so beautiful.
0: And Harrison Barnes does his isos. Dennis just drives, and sometimes he just drives in the fourth or wild, and uh, he turns it over like he did tonight. Uh, another question from Scott McGee: Why shouldn't you hand the Mavericks a tray with anything on it?
1: I don't, because
0: they'll turn it over. <laughs> Mavericks had twenty four turnovers tonight. The Jazz had eleven. Uh Luca we mentioned Harrison Barnes had five. Luca had five. DeAndre had four. And that's Oof. that's the danger of DeAndre, you know, trying to be a playmaker at the top of the key and at the elbow and you know, trying to make those passes. And he forces some crazy passes. He loves the highlight passes. He had three assists tonight, with four turnovers. Uh, Dennis also had four turnovers. Bronson both had at two. At least
1: at least one of DeAndre's turnovers was a was an illegal screen. Um, but they were like, I think two, maybe the, the other three were like, he tried to make like a freaking point guard pass to a cutting West Matthews, who was double teamed, And I'm like, what, what about this is smart? Every or advantageous. Single, yeah. Every single facet of this play is just boneheaded. There's not a single redeeming quality about it.
0: And so then Scott, Scott's question continues. Um, how can the Mavs eff- efficient effectively reduce turnovers? Man, uh, I feel like with Luka, he I, we were mentioned I talked about this before, but he forces a lot of stuff to DeAndre Jordan, and if he didn't force as much stuff, I think he would cut down like two turnovers a game. <laughs> he just <laughs> I feel like he just throws stuff at the rim, and uh, having DeAndre as a security blanket and is nice, but then when you start us- you start abusing it and using it too much, and I think. Uh, Luca and, and Wes Matthews actually are the biggest culprits of this. Is they just throw stuff up and expect that he's going to get there. And when Rudy Gobert is there, and you know, <laughs> at the rim with him, I feel like that's not going to go your yeah. way. Yeah,
1: I feel like because well, he's used to having uh, what was the guy's uh, was it Randolph that was his his main like pick and roll roll guy with uh, Slovenia and with Real Madrid. Oh yeah. Um, so. no, Tolliver. I don't remember some some six ten forward Isn't who Anthony was former... oh that might be it,
0: um anyway, he's used to having a guy kind of like that,
1: yeah, and he played so much with him you could just tell they each like knew exactly when Luca was gonna shoot or when Luca was gonna do the floater or what kind of pass he was gonna do. you could tell they were just completely on the same page, and I think it just takes time, and they haven't run like a a crap ton of like Luca and Deandre pick and rolls. Like I would be okay if that was the only play they ever made when Luca's on the floor. I would be totally fine if you just high pick and roll with Deandre and let Luca make a decision at about the free throw line, whether it's to pass or shoot a floater or hit somebody in the corner or what have you. I still feel like that's one of their best offensive weapons. They don't use nearly enough.
0: Here's a question I think that's relevant for tonight from Dan Stewart. When Devin Harris comes back, has Brunson earned some of his minutes? I feel like tonight he earned more minutes than he has in the last, you know, a couple of games or a few games or so. Tonight that moment I think was big, but then the turnovers right after that. It almost negated it in the moment, and that's probably why he wasn't left in the game. But I think he has probably earned some minutes. And I'm 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 impressed with what we're getting from Brunson. He's a second round pick, he's in the rotation. He's you know, just plays solid and uh and yeah. Some people are asking if if, if he should start, <laughs> start place Dennis. Somebody on the, the Mavs Nation Facebook page says make Brunson the starting point guard. Are
1: you sure that wasn't Kirk? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've suge- I've suggested it and Isaac and I have talked about it, but I mean the Mavs would never do it. They would never ever do it. But uh, I think Dennis is much better in like that Jason Terry role.
1: Anthony Randolph was the guy. The role guy. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. I just looked it up.
0: <laughs> so, Will, should De- should Devin Harris get the minutes to Jalen Brunson? Um, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's, <laughs> that is actually a tough one. Um, gosh. I
1: feel yeah. like we're going to have a lot less three-point guard lineups this year, which Rick Carlisle probably sad about, but I'm, you know, why not? oh man let's let's do some but now they have at least three people four people who i guess five who are like kind of wings all right i am i am counting ryan broke off always and forever
0: (laughs) all right let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll uh, answer the rest of your questions rapid fire style (laughs) from uh from noah what do you think is hurting Dennis? It seems like he's having a harder time getting to the, the rim this year, and I haven't seen much more than glimmers of the apparent offseason improvement everyone is praising him for. If you want to see improvement, go look at the last game, <laughs> the game against the Wizards. That was where you saw it. Anytime he can get by somebody and he can just blow by a defender, then he's gonna have you're gonna see some some awesome stuff from him. But uh, he also did
1: some good defense on John Wall, um, which was nice. I yes. appreciated that.
0: Yes, but but against like Ricky Rubio tonight, and sometimes Donovan Mitchell, that's that's gonna be tough. And he just can't yeah. like blow by a guy like that. He's a good defender, and he got chippy with him too. He got he got uh that was
1: that was great. They there was some real like animosity. Like this is the first game where it felt like there was some real like anger. And they showed some fight. Like uh, Joe Ingles shoved Luca into the freaking seats and didn't get called for. And then I think like. On the way back he like tried to help him up or something just to Luca head like a insulted. Luca did
0: like a half somersault into the <laughs> into that first row.
1: Exactly. And it's like and Rick Carlo was like talking to the officials afterwards, like are you are you serious? You can just shove a dude into the chairs and then That's where Carlisle double should have tech- got
0: his tech that Isaac brought up the yeah, other
1: day. Absolutely. And then the double technical on Ricky and uh and Dennis when they were going at each other after Rubio turned it over, and they were just—they were just real mad. They were—they were all mad. Everybody was mad at the end. I loved it. Show some fight. It was here's great. a qu-
0: here's a question that I just need a yes or no answer from Bryce. If Boogie comes back and Dallas plays well, <laughs> comes back and plays well with the Warriors, should Dallas make a run with him?
1: Sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Cole. I don't know about that one. Um, from Brad Robertson. What do you think about a trade bar- trade Barnes for a four and moving Luca down to three? Uh, I think the only problem with moving Luca down to three is defense. Mark Fall on the broadcast said today that Luca is not terrible at defense. I do not think he is correct with that statement. I think Luca has been absolutely terrible. <laughs> He's been good in a handful of possessions that you can pick out. You can, you can make a highlight packet a, a very short one, but a, a highlight package of Luca making good defensive plays like that one on LeBron. That, you
1: know, that those we, must be the only ones that I, yeah, I asked Carlisle about cause he had like, I think it was like four or five possessions against LeBron where he, he did pretty well. Um, and I, I tried to ask Carlisle about oh, yeah. it and, and he, he didn't like those kind of questions when you ask about individual, uh, possessions in games that have already or passed or individual like,
0: players or anything about the sport of basketball
1: uh-huh he's like oh i don't i don't remember the, the have a specific uh possession in my walk, mind go back and watch of my the i'm film. like i'm just like you know what i'm talking about you remember your first round pick doing well shutting down the best player in the league so don't don't come at me with that rick <laughs> but For don't a- don't tell him i said that I can't. I can't. I'm here.
0: Um, trading Barnes for a four. I don't think that. I don't think that. Uh, getting a, a quote unquote four is gonna help fix the Mavericks either. Because I just don't don't know if this like this team just doesn't know how to play together. And if you bring in somebody else, it's not. You know, it's gonna take even longer for them to learn how to play play together. And uh, they need perimeter defense. And you you have Wes and Harrison in there for perimeter defense. What I think they should do. If they if you really want to make a big change, move Dennis to the bench. Start Dorian Finney Smith. <sighs> get you some get you some length, perimeter point, defense.
1: Point Luca.
0: Then point Luca. Just run him. He's not going to guard your point guards. That's going to be Dorian and, and Wes are going to guard your point guards. And then mm-hmm. Lucas bringing the ball up every single time. Let him make something. Let him let him do something. Make something happen. That that be the change that, if I was in charge, and I didn't care about personalities or the future of the franchise, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> if I didn't care about that kind of stuff, that's what I'd do. All right, moving on. Um, for Mister Nadrole how come in the last six and seven games, DeAndre is not showing much effort and making hustle plays, boxing out frequently, or contesting mid-range shots? Do you think this is more fault towards the Mavs' coaching system or towards DeAndre? It's completely towards DeAndre. I think that <laughs> if the if the <laughs> uh, if you're an NBA player and you're an NBA player that has made over 130 million dollars, I think you understand what it takes to win basketball games. He's he, he won 50 games in a row for like six seasons with the Clippers. Nikki understands the hustle that it takes. And if you're on a bad team, it's just dismotivating. That's why, you know, when the team gets down like this, it starts to spiral and you just start to you know, the Wizards are doing this right now where it's just it's already bad. And so it's starting to spiral into something crazy. It's hard to make this come back into you know man, the the Thunder started really bad and now the Thunder are starting to pull back. I think the Thunder are five hundred now finally.
1: Yeah, uh Westbrook won player of the week and they went like three and one, I think. Yeah, the, the,
0: Thunder, that the Thunder, they've won six in a row, so now they're uh, six and four.
1: Oh, oh wonderful, because I think they play them, is it Saturday or is it is it next Saturday? What One of gonna, the next two. Why are you
0: going to put me on the spot like that? They play them this Saturday, so okay. not yeah, today, just, which is Friday, if you guys will listen to this. And uh, no, today's Thursday. What am I talking about?
1: I don't know what day any day is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this game was so bad, <laughs> this is making me sad. Um, All right, let's get to, I think, one more question. How concerned should we be with uh, Lucas' turnovers? I don't think too concerned. If if the one thing he's going to show that's going to be a weakness offensively is turnovers, I think that's something that can be cleaned up. That's like Honestly, that's the only offensive weakness he has right now, besides maybe speed. He can add some more speed, but he still can get to spots.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he can. I wish he had more assists. But that's not a product of him. It's it's just a product of like how the office. needs more plays. Yeah, it's just kind of what it is. Uh,
0: then it's, from for then from our guy Varun. Should we should we worry about Dennis Smith Jr.? He's been inconsistent. Uh, that's kind of a thing with Dennis Smith Jr. The inconsistence is you know a sign of being a young point guard, I think. Um, I'm concerned about Dennis Smith Jr. I'm not out on Dennis Smith Jr., but I'm concerned. He only took six shots tonight, you know, twenty four minutes. He has some of these games where he just doesn't play. If he doesn't show it early, then Carlisle doesn't play him as much. It just seems like that's kind of what he's what Carlisle is going to try to do. Um, and he was minus 17 for the game. <laughs> came back and four turnovers, one assist. I just think that he needs to be in that second unit role where he's running the show with Max and Dwight. and Yeah. I think with Dorian, with his buddy. I feel like that's where it needs to be. But then you have you know J.J. Bray, and you're not sure what to do with him at that point. So...
1: Yeah. All
0: right, Bryce. You got anything else to add about this game? It was just... uh,
1: not about this game. I got some other general Mavericks points to to add.
0: Okay. All right. We'll make it quick. Um, we gotta we gotta end this up. We gotta finish this.
1: Yeah. No. I'm gonna go back to uh, the first question we got about Mavs tanking for for Zion. Not <laughs> about the trading the the players, but you know, honestly if it goes on much longer, like if we look at the end of November and they're just, they still have a horrific record record, which they honestly just might it. I wouldn't be that upset if they didn't try to go full tilt. And I don't think they're ever going to go fully embrace losing this season, but like it, they might end up taking on accident. And I think that might be beneficial for them because I feel like they need one more young piece to kind of, help solidify this core. It's funny like, you
0: bring that up because I tweeted today. Mavs' chances of losing their pick because the pit their pick this year is top five protected going to Atlanta. The Chance of the Mavs lose their pick in the draft based on you know where they would finish in the league. If they finish last in the league with the worst record in the entire NBA, they have a 0% chance of losing their pick. So that's good. If you finish last in the yeah. league, you keep your pick. You're going to get a top five pick guaranteed. If they finish 29th, so that means one team,
1: probably Cleveland, finishes worse than them. Gosh, Cleveland is just so bad. <laughs> I watched like five minutes of that game today, and I was like, ugh. And Colin Sexton is my boy because I'm, I'm an Alabama guy, and I, I love Colin Sexton. I'm glad they're finally starting him now because what were you missing out on? Anyway, this is not a Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. but If they you know, finish with
0: the second worst record in the league, the Mavericks have a 20% chance of losing their pick.
1: 20%?
0: All the all the way up to 20 already.
1: From zero to twenty that's huge.
0: Yep. If they finish with the twenty-eighth record, that means two teams finish worse than them. They have a thirty-three point one percent chance to lose their pick. That means a one-third chance, basically, to lose your pick if you're you know twenty-eighth. And then uh if they're 27th, which means three teams are worse than them, there's a forty-seven point five percent chance that they will lose their pick. If they finish twenty-sixth, that means that four teams are worse than them. 52.8% chance they will lose their pick. And then after that, it goes 65 and then 65 again. And that's where the Mavericks are. They're currently 24th. That probably changed since Tonight. this game. But uh, but yeah, that's where they are. I mean, with the, the lottery odds the way that they are, it is not beneficial for them to tank at all.
1: <laughs> no. I mean, you're no, just, you're just, just giving
0: Atlanta a better pick at that point.
1: I mean, but the thing is, like, if Luca keeps improving like we think he's going to keep improving, when they finally have their, their first-round pick, if they do give it up this year and they have their first-round pick next year and a draft that's supposed to be better, I think Luca might be too good on his own for this team to be tanking. I don't know.
0: I hope you're right about that.
1: I I want I want to believe that
0: I think he'll get better. I think he'll get better, and and the and Mavericks turn to him in closing moments more, and I think that will help the Mavericks. So, all right, Bryce, thanks so much for joining us on the uh, the Locked On Mavericks podcast tonight. And guys, everyone, thanks so much for listening. We will be back with a uh, man. We'll be back with a uh, Fan Pulse Friday. This is going to be a, another sad one, coming off of coming off a of big loss <laughs> again. So, uh, all right, guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace
1: out. Boom.